0: Sound real quick. Let's see there. Let's bump you up a little bit, make our mics a little bit more even. Mic, <clears> mic, <throat> mike. Mic mike mike. Mike, mike, mike. Sometimes I consider taking the mic checks out, but then I'm like, why? You know. Cause I always wonder, like I uh, when we when we edit, yeah. I be trying to put my 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 uh self in the seat of the listener. I'm like, how would I feel if um, you know, as a listener? like if they started here instead of starting at the polish point. Cause we all have a, like we have a polish point where if I cut all this shit out, like the pre-talk and uh, all of that, would that be like a better experience, a better listening experience? Cause I always think like for the people who have been listening to us, it's something that they're used to. But for the new listeners, how do they feel? Cause a lot of podcasts don't do that. it's, it's a rare thing as far as leaving all the, like, you know, the dead shit. The, yeah. But then it, I don't know Like you got the two sides Of looking at it Cause for me Like my radio side Is like Ugh Take the shit out But like My Authentic Like you know I feel like people Want the vibes Right Get that authenticity oh, I didn't put my huh. phone On silent
1: Party foul Yeah I hate that We should start doing A real where you gotta Take a shot
0: Or Let's do this um, like First person To call us out On a party foul So like when we Release the episode Right if you, post, if you post promoting our episode mm-hmm. and you call me out on a party file, we'll cash up you $5. That's fair. But you got to be the first person to do it,
2: though. Mm-hmm.
0: So first person, you know, all you got to do, you post up uh, our episode. You can post it like a screenshot of the episode plan or whatever you yeah. want to post. You could uh, screenshot the cover, the cover art or whatever, mm-hmm. and just be like, at Reggie Days with my money. Yeah, or Ask Sheen the Dream five eight five. Yeah, yeah, either one. Um, you you tag one of us, we'll go ahead and send you that five. Why not? Yeah, hit Reggie more though. I mean, this was my party <laughs> file, so you can't really charge Sheen for it. That's that, that, <laughs> that's nasty. But yeah, it's at R E G G I E D A E S. Um, so whoever's you know notification comes first, I'll go ahead and send you that uh that smooth five dollars, man. And uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> that's some bullshit. Yeah, man. Now I'm going to remember to put my shit on vibrate on you niggas.
1: Right. I ain't paying you, guys, okay? Bro, that's going to be funny, bro. <laughs> Imagine opening your DM and some, some random person saying, where my money? Where, where my five at, bro?
0: <laughs> Yo, it's funny because it's like I'm inviting
1: violence into my life. <laughs> bro, exactly. Exactly. You're going to have people applying that pressure for that five. Niggas going
0: to be talking, uh, talking to me like Brian and Peter on fucking Family Guy.
1: Uh, <laughs> nah, St- uh, Stewie. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, that was, it was Stewie. It was
1: Stewie. Where my money? Which is that's one of my favorite episodes of a cartoon, bro. That was I. I, I cried throughout that whole thing. I laughed so hard that hurt my
0: stomach. Bro. I cried throughout that whole thing. Um. <laughs> all right, so we're just gonna go ahead and start this thing like this, man. Bro, have you been getting these random phone calls from these fucking... Man, that shit <laughs> make me so mad. I'd be what's, like, damn, could I change song? my
1: number? But it's like, it's not going to change It's not going to change Oh, uh,
0: yeah. I like this song. Uh, what? Oh, man. This is definitely the vibe that I'm feeling uh, today. Like Jim said. Don't seem to go That you don't know what you've
1: got don't uh, seem to No, go, nah, this song will never get old. Uh, absolutely not. Don't survive. Don't I don't know how you can hear this song and not nod your head and just feel a sense of calm, you know, a relaxed, relaxed type of mode.
0: Very good tone setter for the good day. What's up? What's happening? I go by the name of Reggie Days, and this is yet another episode of the Reggie Days radio show. Man, not only does it feel good to be here, it feels good to be alive, it feels good to uh, be catching the vibes with you today. Um... You know, week by week, this year, 2021 has has shown us a lot of things. Myself being, uh, it showed me how valuable just every day of life is. Because you'll think as an adult that you have an idea. But it's just when certain things happen, it's like, man, this shit is real. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know that feeling after you get in a close call and you're in the car like, let's say somebody, you know, cuts into your lane and does just some stupid shit and that like heart jolting feeling that you have afterwards where you're very now you're very aware of everything. You're aware of your limbs, you're aware <laughs> of your breathing, you're aware of everything. You're like, man, this shit is like not promised. For sure. <laughs> That's real um that's what it, it it feels like when we get when we run into you know the things that i ran into earlier in january with uh you know the covid scare where i didn't you know i didn't end up catching it but just having to quarantine and having to take all them tests over and over again to make sure that i was good and then you know finally i got my right hand man back yes sir Shame the dream feeling alive and well i feel great to be back yeah man um shouts out to uh you know the lovely ladies uh, down in Texas that held your spot warm while you was down for the count. So uh, I
1: appreciate it, and you, uh, y'all ladies, did a great job. Like I really enjoyed that pod, and uh, Reggie, thanks for holding the fort down as usual, brother.
0: Of course, of course. You know. um it's, it's it's a weird feeling Because the reason why we do this We're a little different Like we don't live off of You know This Right like, This isn't like something Where we do it for money Or whatever So it feels weird Having to record without each other Because we do this Because this is This is what we, what we bond over This right. is our, our, our thing together Right So like the whole idea of You know One of us being down for the count That's why it's a little difficult To record without each other Where it's like Do we even want to do this Right Right Because it's, it's not like It's not like a job Like Like when you when you um, when you clock into work, mm. no matter whether your co-worker is there or not, you still need to be there. But this ain't a job, right? Right. So it's like it's a little bit different. But yeah, man. So that that was a uh, it was it was a little wild. But you know we made it through. This, my dog got the antibodies right now, so you know it's spring break uh, 20, 2021 for Yeah, dog. yeah. I'm not about to
1: I am not about to wild out, but um, you know definitely gonna enjoy outside. 'Cause uh, you know, that could affect your mental health, man, just being, you know, kinda trapped in, not being able to do anything and wondering if you're contagious to the people you live with and strangers, you know. That is that is true. For
0: those <laughs> who actually do care. Uh, which most don't, but we ain't even gonna talk about you nasty niggas. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. But nah, man, just uh, it feels good to, 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 to be back in the seat, back in the helm and, and, and have everything going forward. Uh, we missed out on um, doing, you know, black history related things because of the overlap of, you know, me dealing with my situation, Sheen dealing with his. So I decided uh, this whole month as we're doing our weekly Reggie Days radio show episodes, we're going to come in with a fact because uh, it's women's month. That's, yes. that's March You know, Shout March is out to Women's the ladies Month. So I decided to combine Black History Month and Women's Month And make it um, Black Women's Month So um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and uh, Start this thing off first The woman that I wanted to go ahead and give her flowers to First is None other than The illustrious The amazing Miss Jackson, if you're nasty Um <laughs> Janet Jackson has always been I clearly, of course, to the world she's an icon. But as far as like me personally, Janet Jackson's music and her career in general has always been very inspiring to me. Because I'm I'm one of those people who I have eclectic taste. So yeah, of course, you know, I'm I'm somebody who grew up growing up partially in Brooklyn, growing up partially in the South. Um, I have a a, a certain palette where you know, I love boom, bat music. I love Southern music. I, I have my history of, especially being Haitian and growing up off of, you know, compa, but also being around, uh, a stepfather who was more Americanized. So growing up off of like eighties music and seventies music and earth, wind and fire and all these different things. I feel like, you know, my palate has always been something where, um, though I'm able to love a lot of mainstream music, there's a lot of like niche music that I really appreciate a lot more because usually when, those, when, when that type of music comes out, I'm appreciative of the artist because I know I can't go anywhere else to get it. Right. Um, so my my fun facts when it comes to uh, Janet Jackson, you know, um, one of the fun facts is that in 1991 she signed for uh, the first of two record breaking multi-million dollar contracts with Virgin Records. She actually got established as one of the highest paid artists in the music industry at that time. And by the end of the 90s, Janet Jackson was actually named by multiple publications, uh, whether it be uh, the New York Times, Rolling Stone, uh, apparently Time magazine. She was named the second most successful artist of the decade. Now, mind you, the 90s being the golden era of music where you got to deal with the greats. You got to deal. I mean, in the 90s, you got to deal with Whitney Houston. You got to deal with Mariah Carey. You got to deal with, you know, Pac. You got to deal with Big. You got to deal with. The, the heavyweights of heavyweights. She was the second I mean her brother. Uh she she was the second most successful artist of that entire decade. Sheesh um, for those who don't know like her, I guess, range, people forget, you know, of course we know that she's a singer, songwriter, um, dancer, but also that she being an actress, being somebody who is that multi talented, it seeing A black woman able to do all of that and be proficient in all of that was something that um, it it felt great at the time. You know what I mean? Like just the idea that she could conquer all those different lanes and do all those different things. All right. So my final uh, fun fact here about Janet Jackson is that she is the only woman singer in history of rock and roll to score five back to back number one studio albums on billboard. Okay. I didn't know that. That's a fun fact. Yeah. And that's like, that is a crazy stat because people don't, first of all, a number one album on billboard is not easy at all. Um, especially when you put in the fact that she's a woman and just the, the, the issues that women have as far as like just scoring that high on billboard in general, but being able to face off against the legends and the greats that she was fighting against. Cause you got to think, in that era a lot of the legends from the 70s and 80s were still making music and then you had to fight against the legends of the 90s which was quote-unquote the golden era of whether it be hip-hop r&b she was fighting against all of those people and got five number one albums
3: that's big
1: time dog that's big dog status yeah shout out to the queen
0: but uh, you know outside of all of that man janet jackson was just always she she represented something as a woman that i feel like um like that girl next door feel the the quiet demeanor or whatever on the outside but as a creative you could tell by how she made her music how she made her videos and all of that that she was just a powerful person and i've always uh admired that um i don't know it's just it's that along with her pop culture status like, mm-hmm. I remember there was a period of time where every dude wanted a Janet Jackson. Like, that was what you wanted in your mind. Like, that was the, the epitome of a fine woman. We remember Friday, you know. Describe yourself. I'm about 5'2", light skin, long hair. I'm thick. People say I look like Janet Jackson.
1: For real? No shit? Janet Jackson? So why don't you come over here? Come over to my homie's house.
0: All right. Hi. Right.
2: Right. Bye. Bye.
0: Hey, so what you on that chicken head? Oh, man. She said she looked like Janet Jackson.
2: You looking.
0: And you know this man? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was one of them. I definitely was one of them.
1: Well, one of them big fans
0: of. Uh, oh, yeah, the, the the Janet crush? Yeah.
1: Oh, man. That was a big thing for y'all, man.
0: Oh, wait, y'all.
1: Yeah, big thing for y'all. I got to be real, I was an eyeball. As a kid, I didn't. Here I didn't, we go. I didn't see it, man. Didn't see what? Janet wasn't bad to you. All right. So this is this is a fun fact, I guess. Oh God. No, not at that time. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, fellas. I know y'all. You know, what I'm saying don't. Y'all could judge me. Y'all could take it how y'all want. But yeah, as a kid, I didn't get it. Um, the she was mesmerizing to everybody and stuff like that. And as a little kid, in a little kid mind. All I could see is her brother's face
2: <laughs> So
1: Hence <laughs> I didn't get it So I used to be just like yo y'all weird man In I mean, my in my mind as a kid I thought that was just weird cause he, you know She can't help she look like her brother but I couldn't Unsee that so I couldn't get Why she was so mesmerized m- It's not but I was a kid when As I- a man <laughs> Whoa I was bugging If I could go tell little old me You
0: bugging slime I definitely would have. No, I see what you're talking about because being Mm. honest, they have literally the same face. So that is a little weird when I think about it. But it's like, it's not like Michael got the most masculine of faces. All right. <laughs> no, like let's be honest. That's not the worst like, okay, if a woman if you tell a woman, wow, you look just like your daddy, it's not like her daddy is like Samuel L. Jackson. Like, <laughs> daddy, like you know what I'm saying? Like she okay, like okay. Michael Jackson I can was roll with that you know, Mike, Michael, if he had to be, was a bad bitch. Like
1: <laughs> Don't do that to Mike. Don't do that to Mike. He can't help he you have good the, hair and all that,
0: man. He had the potential <laughs>
1: Don't do that to Mike
0: It's a lot of women that we know Don't look as good as Michael Jackson Now that
1: I can't disagree with that It's a gross conversation That we're coming across right now I can't fully
0: disagree And that's where I (laughs) I I shut up It's a very gross conversation That we're coming across But if I had to have a girl That had a manly face Michael Jackson is a face That I can deal with Mm. (laughs) (laughs) That's sick
1: (laughs) Walking around with a michael jackson all y'all i'm talking about i want to rock with her Get Out of here, not, <laughs> y'all different
0: as long as well you know michael with the nose with yeah, the nose yes not What's with the piece. not without um oh uh, yeah that, damn you can't say rest in peace now i sound like I, an
1: asshole hey i got to that's you that's,
0: left me out there hey you said it <laughs> so you stay there i'm gonna go say without the nose and this nigga say rest in peace you an asshole yeah, all all uh altogether this is a very Janet Jackson vibey episode. I was uh I was inspired by uh a special somebody. She knows who she is. And um she she kind of put that little bug in my ear since speaking to her or whatever. I keep thinking of like Janet and keep thinking of like Janet related things or whatever. Um hopefully she hears this, but um especially as a podcaster, you know, we we got to do things that inspire us. It's gotta yeah. Be, we got to feel something in yeah. order for it to really work. And um Thank you for that. No, shout out to you for putting that bug in my ear because, yeah, that definitely is the vibe I'm feeling on this Sunday. Um, but since you tried to go ahead and take my goddamn head off uh, with that with that uh, rest in peace at the wrong time, now I look like a, a, a Michael Jackson hater, you can go ahead with your damn uh, 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 fun fact. All right. All right.
1: <laughs> well, without further ado, people, my fun fact is uh, for, you know, one of the greatest to ever do it, In um, women's sports, WNBA queen, Lisa Leslie. Uh, She's a three-time WNBA MVP. Also a four-time Olympic gold medal winner as well. She got a lot of feats. But my fun fact that I did not know about her, shout out to her. One, she's Cancer Gang. I got to shout out my, you know, Cancer Nation. You know how we do July Babies. The crying-ass niggas. Whatever. (laughs) We love different, and that ain't all of us. I ain't gonna let you do that We ain't all like that Cut that out No, nah, even cut, bro, cut, cut that that out That don't make
0: you soft I'm saying all Like cancers are the crying ass niggas bro Like there's gangsta cancers But they'll shoot you and cry Like that's the, I might kill like, you and cry but,
1: <laughs> but it's all good Anywho Fuck what you talking about right now uh, Anyway Shout out to Lisa Leslie though um, Something I really didn't know about her though That I stumbled across Or if you guys did not know about her over 30 years ago, she dropped 100 points in a high school game at uh, Inglewood morningside um, And the stat line was crazy. Um, she dropped 37 out of 56 field goals on 27 of uh, 35 uh, free throws. And also, uh-huh. uh, and she only done that in uh, 16 minutes of action. What?
0: Hold on, that that can't that can't be right. Hold on. Refresh the page. Bro. There, hold on, hold on. But no, that um that's, that stat line is nuts. And in general, you know, Cali has a lot of sports prodigies, man. That area, not just uh not just Inglewood in general, but like look at, you know, Long Beach Poly and all these different schools okay. in Cali that have these crazy records.
1: Man. She did it in 16 minutes. Okay, so that's a fact. So that that's was re- That's wow. the only thing I really wasn't sure on, but 16 minutes. I don't even know how that's really possible.
0: I can't even imagine 16 Uh, minutes of gameplay getting you all of that, but that's what the website says. But the website, it's our job to go
1: against it. I'm going on what the website said, the 16 minutes. But yes, 101 points. She was washing them females. She was out there just violating, doing what she wants, lady wilt stuff. But that right there, that inspired me because you know I'm a big basketball head, so you know stuff like that really like gets me going. And just to see a woman. Uh, you know, a black woman on top of that, do something like that. And I know she gets her flowers and stuff like that, but I just want to raise awareness for people who may not be into sports like that. You ladies who, you know, are we doing Women's uh, History Month for, our, you know, not only our listenership, just for, you know, our community. For, yeah, ourselves. Uh, you know what I'm honestly. saying? Ourselves, like educating ourselves more. And I'm saying this, this sister does her thing, man, and always did her thing. So shout out to Lisa Leslie. Wow,
0: that's that's a crazy stat line Because when you think about it First of all, scoring 100 points on anybody in life Male or female Is just a violation of a different level Like, that's hard to even imagine
1: oh, By the way, and she's the first woman who dunked in a game um, I watched it I actually did see it Because I, with my grandma, I used to watch women's sports So, yeah. you know what I'm saying That's how I became a fan And I know it's a lot of jokes out there about women's sports and it's come uh women's basketball specifically because, you know, a lot of them just all, you know, do layups and shoot shots and stuff like that. And the game is a little slower for them. But them ladies is balling and now. Not for nothing. A lot of these ladies could run a lot, you know, give a lot of these men myself included a, a
0: really good run for their money. Give us work. Yeah. Um, Being honest, women's women's basketball. It's, it's a touchy subject. I've seen the subject come up on social media a lot It's a lot of recently. disrespect.
1: Y'all got to cut that out. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, we got to stop being, like, just ignorant because we, we men. And, yeah, obviously, we stronger and faster than them. We got to give these ladies credit for what they're doing.
0: Yeah. At the end of the day, the skill set is there. And um, just being, you know, just being honest, it's, it's really messed up that as men we don't, you know, take into account how this type of stuff uh, messes up a woman's psyche. And and affects just the way that the world around us looks because a lot of this the reason why you know uh, the WNBA is where it is is it's patriarchy, bro. It's it, just being honest. No, that's reason, real. The reason why it's regarded the way that it is is mostly because of just how we regard women in general. But that's a whole, you know, that's a whole other subject. Just conceptually, just putting myself into the mind state of somebody who's like accomplished a hundred points in a game. How did they let her go to the parking lot and nobody smacked upside the head? Like that's like I would be scared. I mean like, that's the type of stat line that you drop on somebody, you like, bro, we gotta go home now. Yeah. Cause I grew up well, but also, you know, high school wise, when I think of high school, I went to, you know, Maynard Evans High School in Orlando back before it was like the magnet school, the the you know, the the academic powerhouse that it yeah, is now. Yeah. When we was like the lean on me school when it was like fucked up.
1: Like Yeah. I heard stories from friends from orlando
0: yeah you know so like my idea like i remember you know hell being in band you'll you'll like crank on somebody you'll have like a great performance or whatever the other band be embarrassed and niggas is clutching over there you're like yo they are they about to shoot the band like <laughs> i i'm just trying to like in high school i used to be scared of shit like that like i overperform, and now in my head i'm just like oh somebody gonna kill me yeah that's a different
1: feeling man coming from them type of schools um, and speaking of that, now that I think about it, uh there's this one kid who I you know I admire his game, the dude can ball man. I even got the pleasure of when I was newer to Orlando watching him play as a little boy amongst men um at I think shoot he might have been ten years old or even maybe less than that playing with grown men giving them the work uh young man Julian Newman uh he' a young baller from around the way true um somewhere in orlando I can't give you the facts on that because I'm not from here, but I know he from around this way. But anyway, he seems to be like you know pretty pretty disliked. But the boy can ball. As a matter of fact, he accomplished something that was like crazy that I stumbled across. I'm um, looking into him. Um, as a sixth grader that played varsity, that young man dropped 47 points, and in that game, he was the first sixth grader to, or to drop a thousand points in a uh,
0: on varsity. He was That's, the first. He was actually the first varsity player, period, to drop a thousand points in a varsity career. So like, just that's locally though, right? Yeah, locally. okay, locally that, that's, that's a big feat. Crazy. That's a big feat,
1: and that man got um that man got some haters, but the boy can ball. Say what you want about him, rather it's uh, about his flashiness or whatever. That boy can ball. Shout out to Julian
0: Newman. Yeah, um, he went to he you. He from orlando he went to a christian school called downey christian school it's actually not too far from the area where we're in right now it's in union park florida so it's like specifically literally near where we're recording right now but yeah that that first of all achieving that is nuts achieving that is insane but with the climate of today, right, I guess that would match more um the sentiments that I was giving them with the whole Lisa Leslie thing. I would be scared with the way that, you know, younger men and younger teenagers are, are the way that the mind frame is how quickly people are to resort to like gun violence and different things like that. How bruised egos turn into something else, turn into something else. I would be know.
1: right. You should have seen, um, not to cut you off, but something I just thought of, I was like, cause I watched a lot of basketball highlights. Um, uh, I don't know how recent it was, but he, for Downey Christian, played against East River, which is, again, you know, in our, on our side of town. Yeah. And they were yelling out the whole time. The whole, It seemed like they, you know, you come out to the high school games, anybody who goes to basketball or plays or watches basketball knows that that's the time where everybody come out, even kids who not nowhere near in the sports and stuff like that. Yeah. Sometimes they come out there to kind of start, start shit and stuff. Yeah. But- they were yelling out, overrated, clap, 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 oh, overrated, nah. clap, clap, clap. But boy, dropped. He had nine threes. I can't remember how much he had. And you could sense, even just from the screen, I could just sense the tension that was in that in that gym. Like That's so unfortunate. Like, there was even like a, 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 a scuffle or something where, you know how kids, we, we'd have been kids in high school before where, you think it's a fight but it's not. It's just a bunch of it people, running around, little, people little, running around, people running around and stuff around, like that. Might be but, some it, shoves. but it really wasn't no fight going yeah, on like out, outside, but that tension and I respect his poise. You say what you want about him, but his poise, that's my favorite thing about him cuz as a ball player, uh you know, you got to have a certain type of poise to hold it down in
0: a hostile environment and You do, know why is that though? Let's be honest, right? Let's 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 I guess deep dive into this. I know it wasn't part of the the, the plan, but let's yeah. Because it, it makes me think, like, looking back at a lot of things that we normalize as a society, one of the weirdest things is that we normalized violent tribalism in sports. Like, when you think about it, right, mm. the idea of you've seen, like, you've seen, even if you haven't witnessed this yourself, high school sports where parents are throwing garbage And cups and plates and things like, or not plates, but cups and like, you know, uh, rappers and things like that at at students as they're coming out of the tunnel to go play like a football game. All types
1: of stuff. People calling out kids, calling them fucking bums and shit like that. like, like you know what I'm saying? Even college,
0: like college level athletes, you know, you see them calling them all types of things under the book or like, you know, spitting on them and all types of like just wild things. Like that. Culture is something that I never understood how the hell that became something that was normalized to the point where too many people experience this and too many people are okay with the idea of of people dealing with that level of hate. Like, can you imagine being a high school student? You already got High school problems You know You're coming right. of age Whatever's going on With your parents Whatever's going on With you finding yourself In relationships and school itself yeah. and your future And all of that yeah. But you gotta deal with Like People who don't even know you People who You've never actually Done anything to them But just excel at What you're doing Yeah And they're calling you A, a bum They're calling you uh, Like anything, All, ty- all any- types of stuff Yeah Yeah What What the fuck is that Uh
1: Dang, I you know you throwing me off, but this is actually a really good topic. I don't know because it's been so normalized. I've been going to watch high school games and stuff like that since a youngin, because my cousins and my best of friends all played sports, and I, it was normal to me to see people's parents or people coming in there with that with that. Tribalism, I like that word you said because it used to be so much pressure, like you know what I'm saying, you go to the other school and you there's people who don't give a flying F about sports that are in that building for whatever to pop off. And sometimes they start with the players. Exactly. Sometimes they literally specifically get into it with the with the players and stuff like that. And it's that part's not accepted because I know in my experience and watching it, they'll try to beef up the security at the school for today, the because they know a fight or they expect something to pop off and Yeah, stuff but like even that.
0: even though, right? Because here's what I'm going to say. They claim they don't accept it, but let's be honest. Things that are unaccepted or, or things that are deemed unacceptable by society are things that you can't do in public. Let's be real. Mm, talk There's about too it. many people at these games. Mm-hmm. The, these stories are too frequent. The concept is too frequent for it to be quote-unquote unacceptable. It's just something that they try to deter you from. Because mm-hmm. unacceptable, I'll tell you... If if I were to show up at a high school game and I pull out a gun, I'm never coming back to a high school game again. They're gonna beat me within an inch of my life. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, the cops yeah. are really gonna come down on the law gonna come down on you. Yeah. Parents that are like throwing trash at students, calling them That's all types classless. of things, and all of that. That's it's classless, but I don't think it's treated as classless as it should be. That's what I'm saying. I got you. Like if you're a parent and you, or even just a person, an adult human being that yeah. does things like that. They should uh, uh, there's another five dollar opportunity. So there it is, folks. <laughs> um, did um, I part did I party
1: file? Was that official? That, that was a party
0: file. Come on, let's be honest. Nice. Okay, yeah, you're right. Well, does vibrate count? Are we doing vibrate? We're gonna or have we to do actually, silent.
1: We we'll we'll leave that to the fan. I think the fans wanna do we'll, we we'll leave that to y'all.
0: Okay, we're gonna leave it we'll to leave you guys. So party files in general. How do you guys feel if you hear somebody's phone vibrating during the episode? You guys let us know. Um, If that's something that you hate, then we'll add that to the party file list. We'll keep things on silent. If it's not, then, you know, vibrate will be the thing. We'll let you guys make the decision. I personally think since you guys want that $5, nine times out of ten, y'all going to tell us to put it on silent, but we'll see how it goes. But jumping back into what we were saying, um, I feel like when something's completely unacceptable, there's no way you're doing it in a crowd of people. I got There's you. There's no fucking way you're gonna get away with that. There's no way to like if you try to do that. Everyone in the building gonna look at you like you're a nut.
1: Right now, I got a question though, because I don't know, just brought something to my mind. Now the whole throwing trash and stuff like that and spitting on people. Or even putting that's, up signs? That's classless. That, like, that's yeah. classless, or maybe signs being that are very, very disrespectful. Yeah, but I was gonna say, how can you tell somebody how to be? like a fan of the sport or and not you're not going to cheer for the opposing team so that's That's the that's the only thing where i don't know how you could really gauge that i think you know it's again the spitting and throwing and and certain obscenities uh should not be allowed but people are gonna go bark for their their friends, their 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 kids, their nephews, whatever it is to their person. Or hey, if if I'm an adult and I went to that school, you know what I mean, and we're playing the rival school, it is fuck the other school. Yeah, I gotta I gotta respect that. I energy. understand
0: that. Now here's the you thing. Know? Here's where we got to draw the line though. It's possible to cheer on your school mm-hmm. without pissing on the other school, right? And I think as adults, we need to be the ones to draw that line because let's be honest, I can big you up without shitting on your opponents. It's possible for me to say good things about you and not piss on anybody else and just say, you're great. You are good at what you do. Go you. I can cheer you on without ever mentioning anybody else. Mm. So you think it should be? It's possible. And it's also possible to even say certain things about the other school without it crossing a line. Because the problem is people ain't got no goddamn boundaries, bro. That's the problem. Like, because there's a difference between, you know, cheering defense or certain things like that. And then cheering, like, like putting up a sign that says, oh, uh, uh, you know, Jen Cage is a fucking bump. Like, (laughs) you can't do that. Like, you shouldn't be able to do certain things because there's a line. Because rivalries exist.
1: Exactly. Rivalries do exist. So I'm wondering, coming from a perspective of asking you because you, you know, participated in band, the pressure between Bethune and fam is dead serious you know what I'm saying it is dead serious it's deep deep rooted and it goes it's a lot into it but I've also seen how bad it
0: can go right let's be honest I'm I'm gonna be real with you I will never forget because there's certain things you can't play with spiritually there's certain things that you should not even make jokes about yeah I'm a person who believes that so 2011 was a very rough year it turned into excuse me it ended as a very rough year for Florida A&M University um The night after the Florida Classic, or the night of, depending on what time, you know, Mm it fell. One of our drum majors passed away. Mm -hmm. And it was a huge situation, turned into, you know, an investigation that turned into a lot of other things. Mm -hmm. Now, separating from that story, the night before the Florida Classic, there was a pep rally at Bethune-Cookman University. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget this and I remember having a conversation with someone about this. This was one of those moments where I feel like I was taught something in life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have friends that go to Bethune, my high school, my closest high school friends ended up, uh, we, we got split. That's just how it works. Either you go to family, you go to Bethune. That's right. just what it was. If you were doing the whole HBCU band life, yeah. you know, there were a few people, sprinkles of people that went to other schools, but the two big powerhouse schools were Florida A&M and Bethune Cookman university. Um, if you were staying in state mm. now, what got nuts was that that friday night at that pep rally their theme was a funeral and so the big thing was that like oh we're gonna murder the rattlers on saturday's game and it was a big thing about like they had like a fake pastor come up and give a eulogy and everything and he was talking about you know the serpents are a tool of the devil and x y and z they they, and as as a famu student I was rolling. I was like, yo, these guys really win it. Like, to me, I'm looking at it as as a sports fan. Yeah, yeah. Li- thinking of it from sports culture because mm. as a person who was in the culture, mm. I was under the same mind frame as others. So, I'm not speaking from a position of somebody who's like looking down on people being like, "Oh, you know, how could you this and that?" It's more so how could we? It's not how could you, but more so how could we as people mm. continue to move in such a way now? Here's my ignorance. I remember you know, being with some other FAMU people who didn't find it as amusing. They were like, yo, this, you know, I get it. We have a rivalry. We crack jokes on each other. The jokes are cool, this and that. I don't like the feeling that this gives me because I don't play with death. They are like, I don't play with death. Right, right. I don't play with omens of that nature. I don't play with putting things because they are like, words have meanings. Meanings mean things. And sometimes when you put certain types of energy in the world, we don't know how that energy will translate into other things. Well, now, yep. me being somebody who... At that time, you know I'm 20 years old. I'm not even 21 yet. Mm. I'm 20 years old. I'm looking at it. I'm like, man, y'all tripping, dog. This shit is hilarious. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm rolling because, like, especially the fake pastor. He was he was going in, bro. And because you, we've all been to a Baptist church before. Yes. So the charisma of a Baptist preacher, but this guy was a stand-up comedian. So he was going.
1: Oh, he it, he let y'all ass up. Oh,
0: he was <laughs> like I'll never forget when he was like um, when he was like, "You know, it's it's crazy how they walk around being righteous, but we all know the serpent is the tool of the devil. And we came to Stomp the devil out." Like like the man was going it. I'm rolling. I'm like, "Yo, this is cinematic." Yeah. To me. There's an entertainment value value to that from that perspective. Now, when you fast forward 48 hours and someone dies, Nasty. It looks that as nasty. So my whole perspective on everything, I was like, not gonna lie.
1: Yikes! That energy was Yikes. put in the universe, and it and it, and, hap- and, and it and, happened right then and there. And the universe got hungry.
0: The universe responded immediately. That is crazy. Yeah. So that concept and, you know, of course, some people who don't believe in that, they'll be like, oh, it could be coincidental and this and that, of course, which you have the right to believe in that as well. But here's where here's where it lines up, because I I acknowledge both sides. I acknowledge the idea where it could very well be possible that putting that type of energy does grant that type of response, i.e., Manifestation. When you look, you can manifestation. Manif- when you look at you know, look at the titles of Biggie's albums. Look at a lot of the stuff that Pac rapped around. Look at a lot of you know, whether it be King Von or a lot of these people who put these things out and say these things. The the one of the last um, interviews that Juice World did before he passed
1: and Mo three Mo three talked about his talked about his death exactly before it got you know what I'm saying
0: we've we've had a lot of examples of that so I can't say either way I could. Being honest, looking at it from both angles, let's say hypothetically you're a person that believes that. I understand why. If you're a person that doesn't believe in that, let's look at it from that angle. Mm -hmm. You also have to think about tact. You don't want to be the person who makes a your mama joke the night before somebody's mama dies
1: absolutely that's why i never i never liked mama jokes as a kid so you
0: like thinking of life in a grander space now of course that that's something that will bother some people yeah and i can see why yeah especially if you're somebody who just likes comedy for the sake of comedy you're like well people take take things too seriously this and that and i understand that aspect and i get that but at the end of the day do you personally as a human being want to be attached possibly To something like that happening afterwards Because we can't read What happens next in life So I don't want to be the person Who says you know um, Like let's say Me and my friends say hateful shit Whenever we leave each other right Be like fuck you nigga yeah fuck you I hope you crash today and this and that And then the nigga go and get in a car crash Like I avoid things like that I avoid saying things of that nature And putting certain types of energy Into the world because I don't want to be attached. I don't want to be married to it. And I understand that as a human being, the words that I say and the things that I put out are married to me as an individual.
1: Yep. I look at stuff like that. Likewise too, and hold myself from refrain myself from saying things. Even if I feel that in my, in in my body, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say it because of your thought process. I feel like that same way.
0: Yeah, and and all of that comes stems from the same thing that I was saying with the cheering. You know, you could cheer. You know, defense, defense. You could say that, and that won't. That don't mean like offense should die. Like you're not saying like yeah. It's possible to cheer for your side without saying the wild shit. Yeah, and honestly, we should feel more inclined to give out love than to throw out hate. A lot of people I notice, especially sports fans. Yeah, or even fans of fans of music, fans of anything. It's easy for you to say negative things than it is to show love
2: Mm -hmm.
0: like showing love is a difficult concept
1: it really is it's nuts yeah it shouldn't be um look at the Nas situation yeah with that you know what what's your take on that
0: well for the people that don't know you know nas did an interview recently and um uh, what what was the publication uh i'm not sure what publication
1: he was on but he has some things to say that um I don't know how people have what they think about it, but I know you had an interesting take that we talked about off mic.
0: Yeah. Um, hold on.
1: Shout out to Nas.
0: He's know, still one of my it, favorites. <laughs> it's funny because I'm looking at I'm looking for the um, the the original um, place that he gave the interview. The, now this interview is like replicated on every single website. Um, oh, it's actually with the financial times. Okay. So, okay. So here's what ended up happening. Now Nas decided to weigh his opinion in on like the hip hop scene right now. Right. And what he says is as far as the newer generation, no one is quote unquote, keeping him up at night. Um, and that, that was his general consensus now i don't think there's a problem with that thought because the concept if we're looking at what he said right nobody's keeping me up at night that's like if you ask jordan how he feels about the current nba and he's like nobody is keeping me up at yeah night. that just means that in my personal opinion you know i don't think any of these people are in my realm which is fine right now there's nothing wrong with that, that.
1: nas yeah, yeah. aren't that respectfully did
0: now here's the thing um to clarify, here's what the full statement was. He said, I appreciate what's out there, but there's no one keeping me up at night. I hear a new rap record and think it's great, but I don't listen to it next week. Now, breaking that down, right? I could see where certain people, especially with the context that it was taken, when you clip it, I could see why certain people would feel away. Now, the way he started it, if you look at the entire statement, there's nothing wrong with the whole statement. I was going to say I don't think so. Here's where it gets weird, though. And this isn't Nas's fault at all. As mm-hmm. a human being, like Nas didn't say anything wrong. Nah. Here's here's where the publications kind of got nasty with it. Yeah. On purpose, you'll see Nas's face, and you'll see the clip that says, I hear a new rap record and think it's great, but I don't listen to it the next week.
1: Transparent. There's so, a
0: difference hey. between saying that entire paragraph and mm-hmm. saying that sentence. That sentence is a little bit... I can see where there's, it's like a nice and nasty situation where it's like, I like what you put out, but in my opinion, it it doesn't, it's not going to last. Yeah, I feel you, but
1: I could see his perspective in the sense of, it's no defense, but I just think in the perspective of back when Nas was doing this album stuck with us for like, you know what I'm saying that's what you knocking for the summer. That's what's being knocked for the throughout the year when the out when certain artists drop, rather it's Nas X, DMX, Jay Z, uh, Cash Money at those times, whoever it was, um, and those those albums stuck for that time. Versus music is so rapid fire now. Everything's coming out a lot faster and at a higher higher clip. I could see where stuff get lost because, I mean, we, we fall victim to it, I think, as music fans, where we love something, but it's so much new music that comes out behind it. That's real. You might not go back to it if, if that's really not like your favorite stuff for the year.
0: But let's be honest, though, if we're going to look at it from that aspect, right? There's two things that I always want to talk about because I, I know a lot of people that share that. Um, <coughs> I, know, I know a lot of people that share that sentiment. Shout out to uh, one of my homegirls. Her name is Queen. She's from Philly. And she's one of those people who just really does not fuck with the new or scene. as far as she listens to it. She yeah. likes it, yeah. but she doesn't love it. And one of her opinions is as far as in her opinion, she feels that a lot of the music lacks a certain level of, uh, effort, soul feel. And her reasoning behind that a lot of times is the idea that a lot of this music is microwave. as in, it gets cold fast. People move on to the next thing. Now I always try to remind people the world is in a different place because 25 years of technology changes a lot, right? Certainly. If we're going to be honest with ourselves, if we're going to be on- If we're going to be honest with ourselves, we got to look at the state of the world when we talk about these things. It's easier when there's only let's say hypothetically 200 mainstream artists, right? And these labels, there's radio. Now radio does something at that time that we don't have anymore. And it centralizes people because think about it. When radio is the plug to get music, radio is the big thing where people are still listening to that. Just like how television was in the, in, in the old days, like cable kept people centralized, which was why views were as high as they were. We had to go to them and wait for their programming and whatever they played was what we heard. Whatever they chose was what we heard. That's That's different. That's true. Because what that does is it curates an environment. Now, with that controlled environment, mm. you were king. In that controlled environment, you had great publication. You had great publicity. You had great deals. You had great money put behind you. And that's beautiful that in that time, in that controlled and tamed environment, you were Godzilla. You were King Kong. You were one of these, these, these beasts of that time. What happens, though, 25 years in the future when they're not picking and choosing who you have to fight? They're not putting you in this controlled, tamed environment where you have all eyes on you and you just have to either perform or not. Yeah. What happens when the people have a choice on whatever they want to listen to whenever they want to listen to it? And there's no more centralization. In a sense, that's them taking out that control of the environment, whether let's say it's a dome, right? They open up the dome and they let any beast of any type of any way in. Now it's the Royal Rumble. Now you have to deal with everything at once. There's no more one-on-one fights. It's not controlled anymore. Your label can't pay your way to the top as quickly and as easily as they did back then. I got you. They can't spin your records Flex can't spin your records 14 times in a row To make sure that we fuck with this shit Like he was able to do it back then Dropping bombs and yelling over the shit And dropping it 14 times in a row So that the streets is like Yo did you hear what Flex did yesterday It's not that anymore You don't get to You don't get that yeah. You have to go on an app You open this app And there's 40,000 names in front of you And you just gotta touch on whatever it is that you are drawn to right right but you also know that no matter how good this song is there's hundreds of thousands of records dropping every day Mm -hmm. of anybody who has yet again they don't have to have access to a studio yeah what are we doing right now we are in a bedroom that's true we are connected to a laptop we are connected to a soundboard
1: this wasn't even a thing a thought, maybe even during Hell no. those times when he had his heyday. But right
0: now we could drop "Get
1: Richard You got a point. From here, you got a point.
0: I uh, like. I get it. Where they'll say, you know, I listened to an album this week, and I might not listen to it next week, and that uh, makes some sense. Yeah. But also, just like you're able to give that critique, you also I feel like older people don't give enough love. To the fact of how difficult it is for somebody to stick out above the rest as an unsigned, unheard of unwhatever. whatever, like take that same energy, that same energy that it takes to give that take and yeah. give that critique. Yeah. For those who are able to rise up, be like, yo, I don't know how you did it, because especially if you don't have a cousin, yeah. you don't have a feature, you don't have a but somehow out of nowhere, your song is just so fire that it's just spreading like a cancer right right just spreading through like people just passing it. they're like yo you gotta listen to this right but don't Nas got i say this um this the one
1: time i'll be a devil's advocate today um don't Nas kind of got a point to what he said only because i don't what, think what he's saying is wrong okay i i, I agree i'm just gonna say he also has a point in the sense of because times have changed, like what me and you are talking about, and yes, you got you got the streaming platinum uh, uh, streaming platform, excuse me, that got forty fifty thousand names, and you got to do that. But Nas proved, in the matter of you know making this amazing album that he did, that he could su- he he could survive that. Now here's the thing:
0: he did he did that. Let's be honest, Grammy let's be- nominated and all. But let's be honest though: Nas is not a nobody. A. B. But there's a difference between the youngest ain't checking
1: for Nas like like how we appreciate him. I understand that. That's but if we're I mean. gonna
0: talk about that, like let's say hypothetically, he feels from his bravado the fact that he was able to put out a successful album last year and put it out the way that he put it out that he's like you know I just don't feel like in this space I have to deal with X Y and Z. Yeah. If we look at those streaming numbers, don't be that cocky.
1: All right, I, you got the numbers thing I, I, I didn't see the numbers
0: Like you know Respectfully of course yeah, Nas yeah, yeah. is still Nas Yeah yeah But you didn't drop You know that wasn't A number one album For four months That wasn't a Like let, Let's Let's tone that part down because if if that was the reach because his statement itself there's nothing wrong with that statement at all now if that statement was coming from that point that you just made the point of you know I just to me that landscape doesn't look different because from my view I was able to step out there and I cut through all that noise well you should let's be honest if you know God bless the dead uh Kobe Bryant wouldn't have passed away Rest let's say let's let's say um uh next season he decided to you know put back on the jersey and he dropped 25 on niggas. He can't walk around and saying, yeah, that's cuz the league ain't shit. That's not that's not the same thing or like let's say hypothetically, he's like, "Hey, I come out of retirement and I want to be eligible to be picked up and a team picks him up for a nasty contract or whatever out of the blue and be like, you know, that just proves that I could just cut through the noise because of X, Y, and Z and this and that. That's, that's not the same as 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 LaMelo Ball I making that. it. Or that's not the same as like, you know what I'm saying? You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I understand people might feel that way. Yeah. But in reality, that's not what that means, bro. Yeah. like That's like the the dude who, you know, been graduated, who comes back to the high school with the, with the Letterman jacket on and is picking up girls and then being like, see, that's because you new niggas ain't got no game. And it's like you can't you know what i'm saying yeah. like you start to look like the na- mr nasty man yeah when you when you when you look at things from that perspective yeah now, i don't believe that that was his perspective but hypothetically
1: yeah all is hypothetical i think you had a bigger point too about the whole thing that, yeah that, yeah my that, bigger point yeah. my
0: bigger point in general was um it wasn't to down what he said it was more so to highlight what he could have said mm. it gave him a platform and we need to be more aware as men because i do this too we need to be more aware of if we are somebody who's influential, if we are somebody who has the ability to inspire others, why don't we take the time to inspire them when we can? Like, somebody brought up, they were like, you know, Nas is the same nigga who in 08 said hip-hop was dead. Nas is the same nigga who, like... Why why is it that whenever you're given a platform to speak about this genre that you claim to love so much, I ain't never heard you try to spur on the youth. I don't ever hear, Mm. you know, go young nigga rumble and this and that. Like, you can... You can do that. It's possible for you to do that. Even mm-hmm. if, let's say, hypothetically, you feel like there's a lull or a low. Yeah. And and 08 was right before that, you know, quote-unquote, new golden era. So 08 was pre-Drake. Yeah. That was pre-Cold. That was, like, beginnings of Wale. That was, I understand. I could see from that perspective saying that. But hypothetically, what happens if that same powerful voice, instead of saying, all y'all niggas suck and this shit is over, instead of saying that being like, I can't wait to see what the new greats are able to do. Hmm. Those of you who are out there, even if you don't name somebody, those who, are, those of you who are out there, you know, picking up the mantle and doing this thing that I love, I love y'all just like y'all love me.
1: I got you. So you What's, think it would be better for him to just have you know possibly got on there and kind of uh, gave that sentiment uh, to the perspective.
0: of I'm not going to say that. better, but I'm going to say why is this something that's never happened? Right, because at the end of the day, different things motivate people differently. P- Hip hop is dead. Motivated a lot of people. Him saying that, yeah. right, motivated mm. a lot of people to come out and like really bark. Mm. It motivated a lot of people because we do get motivated by negativity.
1: Yeah, sometimes Absolutely. that negativity
0: does cause some people to be like
1: that. Could push the to, culture. It can push the culture. Out. It's competitive. But you know what my saying? problem
0: is when you, when every time they come to you your only f- form of yeah. addition is negativity. It does make me look at you like, do you have the capacity for the latter? I, I want to ask that question. I got do you. Do you have the
1: capacity? I think he does. Look who he put on, man. He, look what he got. He got Davies as a superstar because of Nas.
0: I'm not saying it's impossible. You feel me? Like, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm he, saying that is yeah, something yeah. that's food for thought.
1: I got you. Man. Like I got Just you.
0: like you can take that time to be like, hip hop is dead. You know, uh, just like you could take that time to be like, yeah, you know, I listen to these new cats and there's people doing it. But A, ain't nobody keeping me up at night. And then B, um, you know, I listen to it and then a week later I I forget about it. Like, just like you could say that, you could also say, you know, actually, my last album had a lot of features from a lot of new cats. And I really do believe that these guys are mad talented. I got you. You could have said that. I got you. You have the the same space and opportunity that you have to say bullshit is the same space and opportunity that you have to show love. I got you. It just depends on what you decide to do with
1: it. I got you. And now, it's
0: his decision. Yeah, yeah. But just us, you know, spitballing as far as just, you know, cultural commentary, it is important to say that we have that option, guys. We could we could love niggas like that's, that'd be nice. Yeah. It'd be nice.
1: Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. But we we just have a thing to, you know, I think that's a man. I think that's more of a man thing. And that's nothing like just against knives. I think that's just maybe men and women both do that the same of yeah, just That's a human thing. Not being able to have the capacity to maybe bring it down, a, take it down a notch from your competitive thing or like if you're somebody who's has a lot of feats a lot of uh major feats you uh, you've accomplished or things of that nature come think about what the what the little man that's looking up to you uh would like like the people that um draw inspiration from your music right. that's what i was saying people that draw inspiration from your music you don't want to feel like you're letting them down like how you know j cole got a song you know what i'm saying uh how he let nas down and stuff like that right yeah, so I, I think I, I get what you saying. What you saying, and it's just
0: not. You know what's funny? I forgot about letting Nas. Down. Like, let's let's be honest. Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, yeah, When J. Cole put out Workout, that nigga did not put out the worst record in hip hop history. That didn't. That nigga didn't put out something that he should have been ashamed of. But the dude, see, the Nas dude was, was in a position a fire
1: under his lighting a fire I, under I, his behind. I, 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 like, get it. I love you, young man. Why you put that out when you could rap like
0: Friday Night Lights? But but here's the thing: just because you can rap like Friday Night Lights doesn't mean that you always have to do that. I.e., Cole when he took that jab back and was like, "I mean, you made you owe me, dog. I thought you could relate." Like, let's, <laughs> let's be honest. Shout out to Cole for Look, the shots back. Let's man. let's be honest, oh, man.
1: I love. Let's rap, be honest, man.
0: like Hov said, is it Uchiwali or one Mike? Let's let's be honest. Mm. It's not like. Just because you're the lyrical, miracle, spherical guy doesn't mean that you have to always do that. I go to the club too. I fuck bitches too. Yeah, I
3: like, yeah. Why
0: can't I be the twenty something year old rapper? Why do I have to sound like I'm forty every day?
1: Yeah, I got you. But I, I want to ask you: Are we possibly? Uh, is it possibly being looked at as being? I won't. Maybe is it? I don't know if the word is too sensitive, or is it like because. Speaking well, speaking of hip hop, the only thing I want to say is coming from hip hop, it's a gladiator sport. Uh, so all everybody that's still rapping is still your opponent, even if that's your man. You yeah. feel me? They're still that's still kind of your opponent. So with it being a gladiator sport and all, is it possibly being looked at as too sensitive that what Nas- what his take was?
0: No, um, because sensitive would be us saying that he. Shouldn't have said that at all. That's true. We're that, not saying that now, at, not at all. We're not knocking by the way. any of it. That's like, a fact. Like what we're saying is, yeah, you can say that, but I'm also a person who looks at patterns, right? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, your life isn't just one experience; it's a string of experiences. So if I if I look at the fact that every time you've had an opportunity to speak, and mm-hmm. we look at hip hop is dead, we look at you know him taking that shot at J Cole, we look yeah. at like if if your string, if I can't find a singular moment of you being like, oh, i fuck with him. That's great. hmm I got you. That's a thing. Like, at that point, I'm gonna look at you. Because there's a difference between a dude who cheats on a girl and a nigga who has cheated every time I've ever spoken to him about women.
1: Mm. Wild take, but I get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's yeah. a
0: wild... Like, <laughs> yo, have you ever been faithful? Like... I got you. Or let's say hypothetically... Like, to, to me... And that's 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 a bit of a wild take, of course, because that's cheating is something negative. I'm not saying that what Nas did is literally only negative. Yeah. But if we're looking at it in the sense of negative versus positive, what type of statement this is? Yeah. It's not really a positive statement, if we're going to be honest. Yeah. Now, you don't have to be positive. You don't want to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if we're looking at your tendencies and that putting that string together of just your behavior, yeah. it starts to look away after a while.
1: Yeah, I got you with that. And with Nas being as dope as he was, like like I said, he's in my um, top three ever. I may have missed it because I watched. I've watched a lot of Nas, but I may have missed it. But it'd be dope to hear him maybe speak of the young cats that do maybe. Well, he's saying it sounds like he's saying none of these young cats inspire him in a certain type of way to get on his bag and be better. Yeah, that's kind of what that's. But it would be dope to be like, you know what, I rock with Big Sean music or I rock with um. Five but and again, stuff you, like that for, to for get to, to me that. to do features with them and stuff like that. Like, I, but obviously for him to do features with these guys, he's listening to him, he's tuned into him, or and got all, put, or got put into put onto him one way or another. So,
0: and also you know. that to me sometimes that shows a lack of uh, awareness too. Because let's be honest, there's no way that you listen to Kendrick and didn't think, you know, this dude had to like. Let's be honest, both of us in our prime, this dude could cut me up there's no way he listened to that and didn't think that you're, you're out of your fucking mind at that. Or you're delusional. Yeah. Like it's one. of Kendrick would have been
1: crazy in the nineties. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. or certain
0: people, like there's no way you listen to all of Chris projects and, and didn't think for a split second that, yo, this guy, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, I got gotcha. you. There's too much good music out there. I got gotcha. you. For you to act like nobody.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah. It's,
0: nah, bro. That's, yeah, that's yeah. nuts. And I, and I'll never let anybody get away with that take. That's just, that's nuts. Um, now, moving on to uh, the, the the next portion, you know, I wanna I wanna go ahead and jump into our first uh, listener letter of the day. Um, I don't think I'm gonna do both. I think I'm gonna just do one. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do one just to kind of save us a little bit on time for the second one. Okay, uh, we'll do it as a reality bites. That I I, I agree. We could do that. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna split it up a little bit. Um I decided I wanted to flood the streets a little bit with uh content. So uh we got a few clips coming you guys' way. Um just to, you know, make up for some lost time.
1: More content on the way, guys, and we appreciate our listenership and shout out to the to the fan mail. Uh we like that. That's probably One of my favorite things, knowing that people care enough to ask us our, you know, our perspectives on things. I mean, y'all really listening and really care what we think. So shout out to anybody doing that. Exactly. And keep it coming. Keep it coming. if, you know, if y'all want to hear more things from us, different type of conversations, bring them out. We both optimistic on this side. So just keep them coming.
0: All right. Well, without further ado, man, um, shouts out to my boy, Rick. Rick decided to send me a screenshot from Twitter. And he was like, yo, y'all got to talk about this on the pod. Um, I feel like a lot of dudes go through this, but none of us really ever talk about it. And it definitely is a thing. And he put thing in quotation marks. So the the screenshot he sent me is uh, some dude uh, by the name of Mr. Bitches. And <laughs> dude posted, he said, man, so my coworker just found out that his girl is cheating on him. Want to know how he found out? Her and the other... No- <laughs> yo, this is crazy. Her and the other dude got a youtube page together he is in this bitch sick that is nasty work he, now the, the thread continues next tweet says man y'all they on this channel doing little pranks on each other and all he said he was up all night watching them, and he put up all uh these uh laughing emojis afterwards Every time me and the other co-workers stand by each other and talk, he gets on the mic and says, y'all over talking about me, ain't it? And then the person posts a whole bunch of like crying emojis. All right. So whew. not just getting cheated on, but finding out because, you know, that particular story lets me know that two things, two things. One, she was cheating on you for a while because they got a channel together. That means they sat there, they, they're building content, they're editing content, they're posting content. Not only was she cheating on you for a while, but you were never her boyfriend.
1: Yeah, I mean, something was going on for a while. I mean, you might have been her man
0: and shit, but nah, she, bro. you no. know, ain't nobody making a YouTube channel with they side. That was the main. You thought you were the main. Think about it. Things work out so crazy. The sometimes, the question is, bro, I'm, I'm, I could see where. Okay, let's talk about
1: it. I was just gonna say I could see where coworkers, co cowork, coworkers, fornicate all the time uh, by by accident on purpose. You know how I go? Yeah, this nigga said by
0: accident on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: like it, it it happens. You know, it don't make it right when you're in a relationship, though. But there's definitely you know that going on out there where somebody got a significant other and they're rather not pleasing them the right way or whatever it is. They're not being treated the right way or they just have more chemistry with this person that does podcasting like them does the same type of thing that they do.
0: And yeah, but were, that you, leads to. No, 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 no. That's different. What you talking about is different. That's you talking about two people that happen to be content creators and create content together as a group that are. You know Clearly being sexual If you watch Or, them or not even
1: a group Just people who Have the same They work jobs. together I'm saying they, they have, work together That's uh-huh, yeah. content create yeah. no, yeah. no, no
0: no This They are a YouTube couple They have a, a couples channel You know how people Watch those Oh YouTube wait couples? wait wait wait
1: Wait wait They are Presenting their content As They're, a couple as a, as
0: a YouTube couple Yeah
1: you might have been Right about she was, Homie was never her man God dog.
0: If you're telling Cause my question is this If she's telling you right To your face You are her boyfriend but she is telling this man on the internet yeah so anybody could click on it yeah. on the internet she's saying you are my boyfriend yeah who's her real boyfriend
1: oh you already know the the guy she bringing out on camera
0: with that's that's yeah, obvious yeah, that, that, that's that's nuts cuz that is a crazy way to think about it but whew, maybe this is me embarrassing myself i ain't going mean. to lie that shit triggered me reading that triggered the fuck out of me triggered so my first mm-hmm. Serious relationship, I found out that I was never her boyfriend. Oh man, found out by the way, yeah, found yeah. out that I was never her boyfriend because, and I realized, you know, we were about a year and change into it, I had never met her folks, well, so you thought, right. <laughs> we were, technically we were in a, a year and change Into nothing right Into into my Just my imagination they, hey
1: hey, Running away with, with me,
0: me. It was just my imagination Mm-mm-mm. Running away mm. with me That shit Oof. Yeah and it, it ran away Oh um, man how did that I, I now think here's I know, how I found out Yeah how his, did that oh, play out Okay So We were both from two different cities We met in college She was older than me by like three four years uh. um, <clears throat> When we started dating When we started dating or whatever um, It's crazy because in my head I'm like yo Where was this other nigga at Because she was with me all the time I'm talking about like Especially when we weren't, you know, at some sort of thing for the school or band rehearsals or whatever, she was always around me. Then when she wasn't around me, let's say we're not at the house together, right? We're at band practice. Ain't nobody on their phone. You can't be because we were freshmen in the band. Right. Like she was older than me, but she was a freshman as well. It's her first year in the band. So it's like, I know he can't call you. When we're on our water breaks, most of us still can't even check our phones. Because, you know, your phone is in the backpack. Backpack is all the way in the fucking band room. We're on the practice field. So we are at least a mile, in, or um, maybe either a mile or half a mile away from our bags and shit. Yeah. A water break be like five minutes. Ain't no way you going there and coming right back. hmm. It, like, in my head, I'm like, y'all had to go months without even speaking to each other or something. Because it, it started making me, like, play back things. Yeah, right? yeah. But yeah, so we, we got together. Um, this was maybe a year and some change into it. It's over the break. She's at home with her folks. Yeah. I'm at home with my folks. I'm at the mall. One of um, my homegirls from high school, she went to high school with me, but she also went to college with me. And she's friends with this girl now. She sees me at the mall and she's like, hey, how you doing? Well, I'm cool. I'm cool. Good to see you. You know uh, what you got going on. She was like, oh, I'm chilling. She was like, um, uh, she saw me sitting there with uh, a girl. I had a girl with me. Um, this girl was a friend of mine from the hometown. I haven't seen her in a while or whatever. I'm playing catch up because she was home from school as well. Yeah. And so now this girl sees me there. This girl who is, you know, our mutual friend. She sees me there with this unnamed girl. And she's like, oh, um, how are you doing? Like, she, she asked me how I'm doing a second time. But the way she asked me how I'm doing, you know how you ask somebody if they got cancer or some shit? Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. And I'm like, yo, I just said I was fine, I'm good. And she was like, wow, you're taking this better than I thought. And I'm like, taking what better? And she was like, well, you know, I understand. Um, She was like, (laughs) she was like, you know, I I get it. You're a guy. You want to act all, you know, like it it doesn't bother you or whatever that she's at the movies right now with, um, and she says a name. Yeah. A name of a dude. Sheesh. And she was like, but you know, I see you're out here, you know, you're doing your thing too. I'm so happy. I didn't, I, you know, I hated I hated the idea of thinking that you was you know out here getting played and this and that. And in my head, I'm like, "Yo, what is this bitch talking about?" This is my and I looked at her. I looked at her with the confusion. I was like, "Bro, that's my friend," and I have no idea what you're talking about. And then, so now she looked shook, and she was like, "I messed up. I shouldn't have said nothing." And she tried to walk away. I was like, "No, no, 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 no. You gonna tell me what the hell's going on right now?" So, she told me. She was like, "Yeah, that her. You know, her dude." is at the movies with her right now x y and z and i'm like her dude you mean her ex and she was like so you don't know what's going on i'm like wait what so at this point i realize there's a whole other storyline that i'm not even aware of in my own relationship bro whoa so now the guy that was her actual boyfriend throughout this whole time she presented to me that that was her ex-boyfriend
1: whole time he was boyfriend
0: number two Exactly I had no clue Now That reveal Now mind you This was my first big relationship My first like actual You know adult relationship Not the little like Elementary middle school No puppy love Yeah 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 Like a regular relationship Yeah So I was like First of all that got me shook Second of all as a dude That's something that shakes you to your core As men that's not something easy to swallow That's not like That's a gut punch Exactly Absolutely So you know Now, the story that she told me about that day was that she was on a church retreat and that the reason why she wouldn't be able to answer her phone or whatever is because they'd be in the woods and she was like, she was doing the, (laughs) this nigga laughing at me. Oh my God.
3: This shit is is embarrassing
0: The game of love is dirty This is fucking embarrassing She dropped a bomb on me (laughs) She literally told me She'd be at a church retreat And that's why You know She wouldn't be able to Answer her phone or whatever But that she was gonna Reach out to me When they got out of the woods For the retreat And that you know We'll link up or whatever
1: Bruh that was actually That was That was good strategy (laughs) I'm sorry (laughs) But that You know Coming up with Different BS to, To keep Keep somebody in the Not knowing Yeah I gotta salute her efforts But not with Not Dude. using God though That was the only That's thing She That was kinda nasty Work with the God thing But Do what you gotta do right Bruh
0: Damn So when we You know We had that conversation And uh That was crazy bruh Damn So I call her And of course she didn't pick up I called her two more times Back to back Yeah um, she picks up and she's like, Hey, is everything okay? Cause I'm, I'm not the person to call multiple times. Yeah. So she's like wondering like, Oh my God, something must be wrong. She calls, she was like, Hey, is everything okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's good. Um, how's, how's, uh, how's everything going with the church retreat? And she was like, Oh yeah, yeah. Everything's cool. I thought I told you, you know, we're in the woods. So I don't want, you know, I don't want the signal to be cutting in and out on you and this and that. I don't want you to get annoyed. And she's like trying to play it off. I was like, okay, no, nah, it's all good. I just wanted to make sure you were okay." And, um, you know, I I hope you enjoy the movies and tell homie that I said, what's up? And then I hung up. (laughs) (laughs) So I ended it that way. I hung up and then I put my phone on Do Not Disturb. Mm. And I left it there for
1: like a week. Wow. How was the next time y'all spoke? Did y'all speak again ever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We spoke again.
0: But I had to, I wrote that bitch out for a week of Do Not Disturb. All right. So. so my Facebook messages were on fire. My like voicemail was on fire. My like it was it was, yeah, yeah. I mean she she had earned it. Oh yeah, I know. I, I wanted her to sit. In I need I wanted... to hear
1: what what <laughs> happens next. The plot thickens,
0: Bruh it took everything That was the first moment That I recognized Where the rage comes from In women When they you know Throw a motherfucking shit out Yeah yeah Cause yeah Cause at yeah. that point We got to to the point Where we were so close She had her own apartment And shit like that Or whatever But she was living with me Yeah Like her shit was at my crib bro Yeah So I get back to I get back to uh, Tallahassee And I'm about to throw her shit out I'm like I'm I'm wildin and I'm like You know me I'm a theatrical nigga bro Yeah
1: He was about to put Not gonna cry no more <laughs> on the radio and just start pulling out bleach and shit <laughs> shut up start
0: cutting up clothes yo it was wild like i got back and you know i got to do everything with style you know how i am she pulled in she pulled into the crib and um i'm sitting in the living room and she was like hey are we gonna talk and i looked at her i was like about what and she was like, Reggie, I'm so sorry, and this and that. And she tried to hug me. I was like, bruh, I don't know what you got going on. But, you know, I'm, I don't really want nobody touching me. All your stuff is over there. You can go ahead and bounce.
1: Real classic. And, Way to she keep kept classic. T- and
0: she kept trying to, like, you know, I'm so sorry, this and that. The tears came out, all that good shit. And it was like, I literally sat there cold. And I was like, that's nice. And I'm glad you were able to get that out. Now you get out. Mhm, and I and yeah. I literally played it completely cold.
1: Yeah, gotta, I respect your composure, bro. Because a lot of men don't got that. <clears throat> in that. In that instance, I mean, you had any right to. Bark on her, not do nothing physical, but you had every right to get your bark on. Bro, no,
0: She That was crazy. Like when yeah, I thought yeah. about the amount of money I was putting in, when I yeah. thought about the amount of effort, when I thought about the amount of time, the fact that I was wasting my time. yeah, The fact that like it, it was just a lot of all those factors start to come together when you realize because things look different. Right. When you're doing something in the guise of a relationship. Yeah, it looks one way. But when you you're doing something with somebody who you realize was scamming you the whole time. It changes the view. And it's crazy because nobody in my life knows the real story of how that went, except for maybe one person. Because as a guy, you know, I don't don't kiss and tell. So no matter how bad relationships go, nobody really knows what happened from my point of view, except for my homie Gladstone. I feel like he knows-ish.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: He knows he knows more than most. I think out of everyone who knows me, as far as like from then to now, yeah, the one who has the clearest vision, the the clearest vision, excuse me, of who I am as a person from both sides, from the women's side as well as the men's side, the only one who really knows is Glassstone. Gotcha. Because he saw more than everybody else. We never really had like a sit down conversation where like I opened up. Yeah, yeah. But he witnessed enough because he was around like right after she, you know, she was gone. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm up there It's Tallahassee Ain't really shit to do Or whatever I spent a lot of time At his crib I was around him And stuff like that He's a dedicated listener Of the show So shout out to my dog But um, He would be one of the Few people who really Knows the whole story
1: Now I got a question Um, At any time I definitely want to get back To home. Uh, the letter uh, yeah, yeah, The, the yeah. question But Did that lead to Any
0: type of depression D- Right afterward. Immediately afterward. That was you know what's funny? That was my four loco days. Right after that, right? Oh man, the four loco I'm days. I'ma paint a picture to you. I'm gonna paint a picture to you. Before I dated this girl, yeah, yeah. I was seventeen years old. I just moved out of my folks' crib. Um I didn't smoke, didn't drink, didn't curse. I was completely straight edge and I was saving um I was saving myself a marriage. Yeah. The idea of like that was what I wanted to be. Like, I was trying to craft myself into this guy, right? Yeah. And um, we started dating a few months into me being in college. Mm. And I ended up losing my virginity maybe, it was February of us being together. So, at that point, like, our sixth, seventh month of being together. Okay. Now, mind you, throughout that whole thing, she wasn't a virgin. I was. Mm. And I let her know how I felt about it. I let her know how I was waiting towards marriage and everything. And she pressured me the entire time, right? Yeah. So even that, like looking at it before, I'm like, well, she's, you know, that's your girlfriend. Of course, she's going to want it, this and that. Her like asking her this and that, like her making, I didn't look at that as sinister until looking back. And I'm like, you know, that not only do you have a boyfriend, you have a boyfriend that is providing that to you or whatever, and that you're getting this from this and that, you know, that me being spiritually sound means what it means to me. But you're pressuring me saying, well, as your girlfriend, you know, I do feel like, I wish that you would consider my needs and this and that. The third, those speeches look different when that's not your girl. 100. So a lot of that, like it was literally, it's looking back. My, my recollection of it was now it was like a snake was talking to me the whole time. And I was just sitting there feeding it, taking care of it, raising it while it took the life out of me. It's real. So afterward, you know, I went through that spiral of, you know, partying and walling and all of that to try to like dive into because that's what who i felt like i needed to become like my way of protecting myself was okay i'm never going to be that guy again i was stanley yeah we keep using the names i was stanley i was the stanley guy in that in that predicament where i was doing everything i was supposed to do being this this archetypal figure of of a man that i tried to cultivate and I realized that it was just a big-ass vulnerability. It's like an open nerve. So what I did was I put on that shell, I completely hardened myself, and I became this wild nigga for, like, years after that. Like, it it, it was a thing.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. So she kind of started a whole – she she woke up a, a sleeping giant or, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying, a, a, the beast within because, within, you know, we all got it.
0: I day, day, day. I became a completely <clears throat> different person for a very long time after that. Honestly, yeah. majority of what I became later was cultivated from the pain of that moment.
1: That's real, that's real. I wonder how homie holding up that uh, that happened to. Like, yeah, that's some shit to find out that the whole time your girl is, uh, well, what you thought was your girl got a whole nother relationship and she on YouTube. Yeah, that's. With, the cra- I think the crazy the person. part is
0: it's the disrespect that hurts more than anything else, right? Because what what hurts is like, okay, yeah, the person cheated on you. But then it's the other things that pile on top of it where it's like, not only did they cheat on you, but it's like they laughing in your face. Because it's like, you mean to tell me you're putting things out on the internet? You're, You're, you know, you're pubbing this clearly. You're making like... The whole point of YouTube is to show the world, right? So you are showing the world. So the world is aware about this, but imagine I'm walking around with you, holding hands. I'm taking you to these dinners. I'm doing all these things. And it, in my head, that's adding equity to our relationship. But in reality, I'm adding equity to something that will never allow me to cash out. Right. So you're stealing from me. You're stealing energy. You're stealing time. You're stealing care. You're stealing. Like that, yeah. Like that will warp someone's mind, bro.
1: Yeah, that's the type of stuff that uh start like serial daters. You know what I mean? Because la- lack of trust after something like that, I know I wouldn't trust anybody, like nobody. Yeah. Like every every after that, however he moved with women, as long as he's not abusive, I damn near couldn't knock him.
0: You know, speaking you know of, what of the saying? serial dater thing, I'm gonna tell you, bro. And um, this is how I'm gonna pin, put a pin in this uh, moment. I got a homeboy named Vic. Now, Vic is older than me by a, a good few years. He was um, he was a few classes ahead of me, but he was my roommate throughout all of it. So he saw my relationship with this woman. Yeah. And um, the whole time, Vic was like the archetypal college dude. He It didn't matter. Like, he could pull whatever girl he wanted. He was, you know, running through him. Like, the dude was having a great time. Mm-hmm. Him and his homeboys. And I remember that was our dynamic. I was the, you know only had I had the girlfriend I was the the faithful in-house dude or whatever and he was the wild dude always bringing a different girl back never seen the same girl twice in the crib like, yeah you know he was that guy yeah now, I remember after you know her and I went through the split and for a while I was at home all the time and he would always try to get me to go out with the boys or whatever he tried to cheer me up try to whatever yeah and he I always looked up to him he was somebody that honestly I will say like um you know that that's something hard for a guy to admit to another man yeah but he was somebody who I, I i did admire in that sense of like if i had to pick like an older brother figure for that period of time that's who that was respect and i remember there was a night where i feel like he got fed up with just seeing me hurt mm-hmm. so this guy you know he's on his way to drop a girl off after you know they do what they do yeah and he told me he was like yo um after i drop this girl off i'm about to grab something to eat you mind ride with me i don't feel like going by myself i was like yeah sure i got you so I hop in the back seat, you know, girl hops in a uh, shotgun, he drives, he uh, drops the girl off, he peels off and then he makes a U-turn. So it looks like he's leaving, but he actually doesn't. He makes a U-turn, he cuts the lights off and he pulls up real slow. And I'm like, what's going what? on? So I'm like, what's going on? And um, he's like hopping uh, shotgun. So I, mm-hmm. you know, get out the car, I hop in shotgun, I sit down, and he points at the girl as she's walking up the driveway. He's like, watch her. She's not going to use a key. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? And he's like, just watch. So she walks up the driveway. She knocks on the door. I'm like, how do you know she wasn't going to use the key? He was like, they never do. Chill. Just keep watching. And then I see a guy open the door. And he hugs her for like a moment. They do the, you know, that 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 hug. That rocking back and forth. The swinging. Embrace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they kiss. And then she goes inside the house. Breath stinking still. So he looks at me, and I got this disgusted look on my face. And Vic is like, look, man, I understand what you went through because I've seen a lot of guys be that guy. And he was like, in life, maybe somebody never told you this before, but I'm going to be real with you. you either going to be me or you're going to be him. I, he's like there's a wall in life you either stand to the left of the wall or you stand to the right you're either going to be me or you're going to be him I know what position I play I drop her off at the end of the night and I know exactly where she's going to be and exactly what she's doing because I, made a, I make a conscious decision to live on this side mm, that's some cold advice he looked me dead in the face and he was like what you going to do and that literally, that conversation, mm-hmm. coupled with the the, <laughs> the the past experience from before that, yeah, transformed me as a, as a dude. Yeah, literally, like the next week, um, I started going out with Vic and his boys. Mm-hmm. I remember like. You know, that was when I started drinking. That was when I started partying. That Mm -hmm. was when I got my ears pierced. That Mm -hmm. was when I, like, a lot of things came at that moment. Gotcha. Like, I, and I cultivated this different persona. This, that was when it became, I wasn't investing myself into these situations. I was becoming a person who waited for the other person to invest first. I was playing the game. Mm Mm-hmm. I can see why. But, yeah, um. All in all, you know, I understand where this, 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 you know, that dude came from. And uh, shouts out to uh, my homeboy Rick for sending us that, uh, that screenshot because that shit resonates, man. Like people in that position. You know, people who are placed in that position, whether they be men or women, Mm -hmm. because there's especially women, that's a common thing that they go through. Of course, this is a podcast with two men. So we're speaking from the right, right, right. But um, just people in general, when they deal with things of that nature or where they when they live through things of that nature, there is a transformative aspect to it um, that is possible. Like it could be a catalyst to something a lot different. So. You know, I understand everybody's going to get their laughs off. Like I said, I knew, like, when I told the story that she was going to bust out laughing. Because the shit is funny. Yeah, Like, it is what it is. Like, like the shit is funny. But let's also remember that, you know...
1: It's funny for a different reason, though, for me. Not to cut you off, but I'm saying it's It's only funny because that's wild that anybody, man or woman, go through a great length to, uh, you know, keep somebody around, to keep somebody around when they got something else going on. Yeah. And which... Which is crazy enough. People don't understand. Truth will set you free. Some some guys or girls are gonna be like, "All right, cool, I'm with it," or whatever for now. But when I want my full commitment, I need that. Or my time is my time, and that's that. Or I'm not with it. Then and, and go on about your business. And I'm not with that. You and that's real. Saying? No,
0: that's real. Um, I think the the responsible thing to do in all these situations, because at the end of the day, you can't control who you fall for. Right. You can't control who you love. But what you can control is your actions and giving <clears throat> you have to give people a choice on what they're participating in taking away their choice is rape yeah
1: that's holding somebody against their their will yeah you know that, what that's saying? not
0: only holding somebody against their will that's taking away their ability to consent like you are you, you are in a way taking away their ability to make a choice for their own life on what they choose to participate in and that's that's fundamentally wrong but um I, I, I think that's about uh that's about where we're gonna put a pin in it. Yeah. For this uh for this episode. Um, before we go out, you know, was there anything else that you wanted to uh gloss over? Anything that stood out for the week? Any news, any clips, any anything?
1: Hmm, interesting. Uh well for one it's NBA All Star Weekend. I'm excited. You know, very soon,
0: you know what I'm saying, gonna be tuning into that. Um, you know it was who, When you say NBA All-Star Weekend The first thing I thought of Is there's gonna be A lot of people That wake up and realize That they uh, Identify with that tweet But we just I'm gonna leave that I away.
1: was definitely gonna say It kinda Definitely coincides There's people in ATL right now That you know They telling people That they on a Church retreat
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yo I saw I was seeing people You know it's funny I was seeing people On my timeline Oh my god like, realize That their significant other Lied about their location Or lied about Where they was gonna be Or what they were yeah. doing Like it's It's really yes. nasty out there Shouts out to You know All of the people Who are gonna be single After All Star Weekend Yeah man
1: Nasty work um, Other than that man You know I'm gonna tune into Coming to America I'm hearing some talk About how that sequel Was botched seen a lot of stuff on social media just about how bad it was. I looked at the very first few minutes of it and I just was like let me, let me take my time to digest it the right way. And you know me, I like to watch things after everybody watch them anyway. That's just me.
0: Yeah, um, with movies like that, there's a danger. I feel like whenever you put any type of uh, remake or any type of like late sequel and things of that nature, um, we have to remember the the context and the feel of something. One thing that I Asked myself when I heard about the the sequel of Coming to America, the first thing I thought of is, yeah. if the original came out today, if the original, like, we have no memory of it, yeah. and it came out today, would people love it? No. I, I honestly don't believe that yeah. they would. You know what? Like they are different. If Pootie Tang came out today. Pootie Tang funny
1: as hell to me, dog. I'm sorry, bro. We, But here's the thing. It's stupid, but it's funny.
0: I like stupid funny. It's, I just like like that. it's like scary movie and shit like that Here's the thing If scary movie came out today Would it have, Would it get the same amount of love? I don't believe that I don't know
1: Them first two scary movies are undeniably funny If you can't find anything Maybe the other ones past that But, but in them
0: first two If you can't find question, humor my, in that My question is You're thinking about it from a perspective of somebody who saw it When it did come out Because you gotta remember When it did come out It was of the culture at that time And it was of the world in that time frame Cinematically it matched to what was going on currently at that time. I'm talking about literally a movie, that exact movie Mm -hmm. coming out today with the way that we think about film today, the way that we look at film today, the way that we look at comedy today, Mm -hmm. would we enjoy the originals? I don't believe that a lot of these originals would survive today. And, And that's one of the problems. That's one of the hard parts about like, taking something from that time frame and making it apply to today
1: i think that like mm, i got a, i got a random take I, I sorry but it just sparked my memory so i don't want to lose it i'm so sorry i know you'll remember what you are about to say but what if coming to america this sequel kind of used what scary movie did for scream like like kind of spoofing it i think that could be hilarious
0: It's possible, but here's the thing. That's if people give it that ability, because let's talk about it. A movie that you and I both like, but critically it bombed, and it bombed within the general consensus of people. Um, Superfly. Superfly, a lot of people hated that movie. That was a very hated movie. But the reason why we were able to like it it. is because you got to understand, we're watching it in context. I can understand that if somebody doesn't have love for like, you know the old school black exploitation flicks yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah. if they're reading okay imagine if somebody's watching Superfly the same way that they would watch um Tenet or the same way that they would watch Taken or The Matrix mm. they're expecting cause, you know what I'm saying because a lot of it is cheesy so you think but it's Superfly, cheesy for a re- it's, it's supposed to, you know what I'm saying I, like, I got you Foxy
1: Brown those J- Jackie Brown or Foxy Brown those movies you don't think maybe would That type of movie wouldn't resonate in these times As it did then
0: Exactly because we have to think About the context a lot of the times Today the biggest problem That we have because you and I talk about this from A ton of episodes what's the problem That we have as far as like people dealing With people's words Mm -hmm. people Dealing with episodes of things people Dealing with moments a lot Of people today have a problem digesting Context
3: Yes
1: Absolutely.
0: The reason why a lot of people are getting canceled, the reason why a lot of things are being taken the way that they are is because today we are very, we look at things internally. So how does it make me feel? How does it fit my personal taste? How does it feel from my outlook and how I wanted? I could look at a movie and be like, okay, I hate this movie. And when somebody asks why I hate this movie, I can give them the perception of, well, I would have done this. And I would have done that. And I would have you know, I don't like the color X, Y, Z. I don't a good example, right? The same I feel like the same issue we're having with movies that come out around today yeah. is the same issue I had which made me quit graphic designing, right? Mm. The reason why I don't do as many graphic designs or whatever, I still have like return clients that come back a lot and they ask me for things and I do them privately. But I don't do graphic designing for most people because I ran into clients that do this thing, right? Mm-hmm. They'll ask me for a Christmas flyer.
2: Mm.
0: And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll do a Christmas flyer. And they're like, okay, here's the thing, though. I don't like red and green. I'm not a, I'm not a religious person, so I'm not into the whole, like, you know, the, the actual meaning of Christmas with the whole Jesus and the manger and all of that, da 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 mm-hmm. But I'm also not really a person who's a fan of Santa either. So I don't really like, like, the Santa Claus, the reindeers, and this and that, da da da, da. And I'm like, okay, well, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, what about a blue card with snowflakes? Uh, I don't really like snowflakes. I, I I don't like the shape of snowflakes, this and that. So I'll put together something, right? And then here's what'll happen. They'll take it. Holy. Uh-huh. And then they'll try to use it. And then people will be like, well, it doesn't look Christmassy. And then they'll come back to me. And instead of them realizing that it's their fault that it doesn't look Christmassy, they'll come back to me and be like, hey, I'm having an issue. People are not really getting the theme of this thing.
1: That would piss me off. I see why you quit, bro.
0: But you got to understand that a lot of people, they take their personal views because think about it, just like what we were talking about earlier with music, the difference in music, like there used to be radio. There used to be like people were controlled before. Yeah. now that people have the control themselves they can press play when they want to Mm. they can download when they want to they can stream when they want to people don't give a fuck about commercials people don't give a fuck about none of that shit because you can control how fast you watch something when you watch it you can get it immediately instant gratification Yeah. well we can also give our opinion whenever we want to we have social media you can go viral off a tweet. You can, if you following, if there's like 100 something people following you, that means every time you speak, 100 something people have the potential to seeing what you're saying. Right. So instead of watching things and allowing ourselves to get within the context of a lot of things, I feel like a lot of us, just like a lot of my old design clients, they look at it from a context of, instead of judging the movie off of whether the movie is good or bad, they judge the movie off of what they like and what they dislike. So, they'll watch a movie about, Mm -hmm. you know, let's say coming to America, but they'll be Mm -hmm. like, well, you know, I don't like headdresses. There were too many people wearing headdresses and this and that. I don't like that type of comedy. It's slapstick comedy. I'm not a fan of slapstick comedy. Mind you, the original coming to America was slapstick comedy. But they'll look at it and they're like, yeah, I didn't like that. I feel like that should have went differently. I I feel like their acting was cheesy. The original Coming to America was a cheesy-ass movie. No doubt about the it. The point of it was a cheesy movie. But in context, they don't care about context. They're looking at this movie, and they're judging it the same way that they would judge a movie without context. I got you. I got you. It's impossible to, to provide. When, to me, when context is that important to a movie, I feel like it's impossible to feed the masses something that they'll actually enjoy.
1: Yeah, that could be hard. And I think that that anticipation uh, for it, though, you know what I'm saying, that's probably why a lot of people already don't like it as well because it seems like, I don't know, from the outside looking in, the people who were hoping it would have been like dope because they grew up watching the first one mm-hmm. don't like it. But it it does kind of speak back to that context context thing. You said, Now nah, I don't know. I can't say much because I didn't watch the movie to see what you know why people feel like this was forced or they yeah. just thought it was like, completely cheesy and stuff like that so i don't
0: know yeah but that's just my view on just uh, it it doesn't really only apply to coming to america it's just my view on movies that are being taken from other eras and remade now i think the hard part is just getting people to suspend belief and really actually like get into the movie because that's the thing like the whole point of of watching movies and shows and stuff like that we need to be able to put away that ideal of like Suspend belief for a moment and get into the world of what you're watching. Mm. And it's hard for people to do that now with social media, especially when we all feel like we're a director, when we all feel like we're a casting director, when we all feel like we have this say so yeah
1: even us that our in our hobby in this space yeah. you know what i'm saying could fall victim to that type of stuff too I'm, bro you know i I'm get saying? it all the time
0: mm-hmm. when people like people who i know don't listen to the pod be trying to tell me you know I, I had somebody who was like you know what you guys should try to do um i love podcasts that have like really good music to like start it off and end it off i'm like word you wow i told you know i told somebody I was that's like,
1: trying us whoever you are i'm you, sorry I'm just gonna keep it a being
0: But no You know what I said I was like That's
1: crazy That's
0: something I never thought about
1: You would Yeah I would do I'd play it like that You funny Yeah I'd play it like that You know what I'm gonna do it And I'm gonna shout you out bro Good looking out I just don't understand That's That's a whole nother conversation But that whole Think before you speak stuff yeah, like oh my god that type of stuff just make me angry uh, but, but it is what it is was, like
0: people yeah. people have critiques like the same way you and I were talking about just you know human behavior and stuff like that you know yeah. I mean, we didn't bash the movie and we didn't uplift the movie right? Right, right because neither one of us neither one of us are in a place right now because I only saw it once you haven't seen it at all. Right. I don't think I'm in a space to judge just yet but there are people like I was on Clubhouse last night a dude went 30 to 45 minutes on how much he hated that movie only to say at the end that he never watched it when I, when I tell you I wanted to put hands on this nigga bro <laughs> bro what y'all he, doing no 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 this guy this this dipshit cause I really wanna go in on this this guy actually he you know he presented he was like this is how I would've wrote the movie and he like gave his whole synopsis on what what should have happened and what yeah. the way the movie should've gone and this and that and all of this and then yeah. so niggas was like it took one person to point out they were like you know they asked, they're like, "Did you watch the movie? Because a lot of the things that you're saying should have happened, they did that." Yeah. and then that's when he admitted at the end, "Well, no, you know, I ain't watched the movie. I'm never gonna press play on that trash, bro." That, but that is the world today, bro. That is the world today because people go into it with this preconceived notion of, "I'm ready to hate on some shit. I'm ready to not be satisfied. Well, I'll I'm tell you ready what. to." I tell you what, all you people right now
1: who do that, I don't want to hear it when it come to this new Mortal Kombat. <laughs> i don't want to hear it and yeah no, that I'm, thing looks good and yeah i'm passionate I'm not, I'm about not it no lie,
0: that movie looks really good
1: bro i'm ex i'm excited because i you know i enjoyed the first one and to be honest the first one was uh it was a good movie but you know the uh uh times were different so the graphics the, qua- the, you know, the, gra- the quality yeah. of the graphics weren't there but if if you grew up playing uh mortal kombat man then you appreciate the the first movie and I'm very excited for this next one, but for that stuff you saying right there, I, I can't, I can't take that. That's why I don't, I don't really be tuning into what people be having to say in that type of stuff because it's shit like that.
0: Yeah, um, I just <laughs> people who people who move like that is it, It's just it's a very it's it's something that gets under my skin a lot. In, in no matter what fashion, whether I'm the person who's like being, you know, spoken to or spoken about or even if it's I'm just a bystander listening to someone speak about that, because I love art, man, no matter what the form of art is, I love and I mostly respect art. And I feel like there's a certain lack of respect that the general consumer has when it comes to art or even some people who claim to be artists themselves. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lack of respect that they have for others. Art. That will never fly with me It'll never sit well It'll be something where Like I couldn't be sitting Let's say hypothetically This guy's a guest on the pod Yeah And he pulled some shit like that <laughs> You yeah. already know that pod is going left Like I'm not yeah. letting you get away with that I, I want you to feel He's going back I want, with me
1: All the way into a corner
0: Yeah I want you to feel how stupid you are I want you to feel how much of a piece of shit You gotta be To like move that way Or to to do that That's just Yeah you shouldn't no have need. a
1: biased uh, It's we all are entitled to have an opinion, but have a biased opinion with good context. Like actually tune in to what you have an opinion about before just saying, I, I don't I don't fuck with that. That you know connects what I'm back
0: to what we were saying earlier. And I guess this would be the best thing to close out with that connects to spreading negativity for no fucking reason some people that is their thing they don't need to be spurred they don't need to be prodded they don't need to be inspired that is just what they are here for they are here to say some negative shit and that's just what they want to do those are the people who, i just want you to stay a hell, stay the hell away from me and if you're a first time listener i hope you're a last time listener as well yeah don't
1: don't rock with us we ain't we ain't with that
0: but, for those of you who you know have been rocking with us, or those of you who are first time listeners who don't fall into that category, you know we love you we uh we thank you we thank are, you we are honored uh to spend this time kicking it with you hopefully uh we feel like the two homeboys that you have always wanted to kick it with that's pretty much uh the vibes that we're trying to curate here today um, absolutely
1: if y'all got and random random before we do close out, if y'all got musical suggestions because we You know, we do be all over the place and then we go into our nostalgic bags because of, you know, what we into. But um, if y'all got musical things y'all want to hear or stuff like that, hey, we we open to it. I don't know. It it may may or may not make the podcast, but we open to it. If y'all want to hear maybe us put in some music in there. I don't know.
0: Yeah, whether whether you're an artist yourself or um, this is just a song that you like yeah, or whatever yeah. you want to hear us open up or close to it or even like a you know a little interlude in the middle or whatever yeah, yeah, we're yeah. always open to that. So if you do want to suggest that, same information you know Twitter, Instagram at Reggie Days. That's at R E G G I E D A E S. Um, we're just gonna go ahead and close it here, man. This has been yet another episode of the Reggie Days Radio Show. I go by the name of Reggie Days, and today I've I've been joined by my right hand man shame the dream thank you guys for listening later days